Welcome into another episode of The Rant, everybody. Um, today, uh, we're going to talk about a few uh, things happening in the uh, wild, wild world of sports and uh, some of the big news that transpired um, just basically around all uh, sports. A lot of football issues, a lot of baseball stuff that we can talk about. Um, and, of course, um, going into uh, the... All-star break for both hockey and football. The uh, Pro Bowl is this weekend, which I know no one really cares about. And then we're going to move into Super Bowl talk. So we're going to have a whole week of Super Bowl talk, Super Bowl discussion, things to look forward to. Um, both these teams, it's been a very long time for both these teams. Obviously for Kansas City, it's been a very long time um, since they've last been in a Super Bowl. And it's probably exciting for both these franchises. I'm here out in the Bay Area, so... Honestly, if I'm going to be give my personal opinion on the matter, they don't really seem to care. These people don't care about sports. Honestly, their fan bases are pretty lame. Uh, again, I feel like a renaissance has occurred, and the people that were San Francisco 49ers fans of those, uh, you know, five Super Bowl champion, you know, the Joe Montana era and and that uh, Steve Young era, they really don't exist here anymore. They moved away. They left. And now there's a new stadium. It's a new fan base. They're pretty much versions to anything remote. I mean, the last time they went to a Super Bowl was the team with Colin Kaepernick and that all ended pretty bad. And and they, you know, they've had to dismantle the team. Obviously this team is a lot different. I think this team's a lot better than that team. Um, but the fan base, I think they're, they're wishy-washy and I'm sure they're excited, but I, Personally, just don't like Niners fans. I think they're very fair weather. It's exactly pretty much sums up the stadium in essence um, and, and all San Francisco sports, really. Uh, even Giants fans who have been blessed with championship runs uh, just honestly could care less. So I don't think it's a great sports town. People believe this is a great sports town. I beg to differ. Anyway, moving on, talking about some other very interesting topics that happened across the NFL. I'll get right to it. I'm sure the the, the people, the populace, want to know my opinion on the Antonio Brown uh, warrant for his arrest. Great, wonderful, the guy's an asshat. I hope um, he gets arrested and, you know, justice is uh, swift because uh, I don't really know, you know, this whole story, I guess, had to deal with uh, his, I guess, belongings from California were shipped to his house in Hollywood, Florida, he then got into a verbal argument with the driver of the van saying, and the movers of the van who claimed they weren't going to move any of his belongings into his house until they received a $4,000 payment. Antonio Brown refused to pay, which I guess is a normal occurrence for him, refusing to pay for things that apparently like services rendered that he was contractually obligated to pay for. Didn't pay for them. A verbal spout ensued. Somebody threw a rock. There's mixed reports of whether that was Antonio Brown who threw the rock or his trainer. At any rate, his trainer was put into the back of a squad car, I believe, Wednesday or Tuesday. And now there's a warrant out for Antonio Brown's arrest. And word on the street is he will be arrested sometime later today, if not tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I, and it's without bail, too. It's I think the county, uh, that's uh, Broward County, I'm pretty sure, they're sick of him as the police have been called to his house, I guess, quite frequently. 
And I'm sure his neighbors are probably quite sick of him, to be honest. So, um, you know, I don't really care. The, again, the guy's an asshat. There's people all over Twitter saying, oh, it's so sad what happened to him. Oh, it's so sad. Or the people who want to talk about the, you know, the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix that makes it seem like it was never his fault. He had CTE. The CTE was corrupting his brain and making him a horrible person. And I, I just beg to differ on that. I think there's plenty of diseases that people have, and I don't think you can blame just totally mental illness on why people are psychopaths, okay? That doesn't excuse the behavior, okay? If you wanted to do that, then you could go through every serial killer known to man and be like, oh, he didn't mean to kill 20 people. He just had a brain problem. Like, no, that doesn't excuse like your psychopathic tendencies. If you're an asshat, it doesn't matter if you have a brain problem. You're still an asshat. There's ways to get help. We live in a civil society. We live in a society and the society has rules. And if for some reason your brain is causing you to disobey societal norms and rules, then go get help. There's plenty of avenues. You have a bunch of money. Go get help. Again, I think this Netflix documentary with Aaron Hernandez really made it seem like football was the enemy. Football was the reason that Aaron Hernandez turned into the person he was. Football was the reason that he was scared to come out as, as a, hom a homosexual, was that he was scared to try to get help because, you know, all this brain problems from playing football. Like, that is 100% nonsense. The dude was a gangbanger in Miami when he, and, and Urban Meyer knew that he was a bad influence. They knew he was a bad guy. They even said, hey, you should probably go to the NFL because if you stay here, you're going to get in trouble. And he goes there, and for some reason, you know, he continues to live the life of a hardened criminal. I don't understand why we have to make excuses for everything that happens to a person in society. Like, we have to feel sorry for millionaire athletes. Why on earth should you feel sorry for millionaire athletes? Stop giving millionaire athletes a pass. They don't deserve a pass. They just don't. They don't deserve a pass. There are hundreds of millions of people in this nation that go to work every day, that go home and they make you know their their middle class lives, their below middle class lives, where they support a family and do what they have to do to just make ends meet and support people. And these people aren't committing murders. They aren't throwing rocks at people on the streets. They aren't berating the cops and calling their baby mamas obscenities on the street corner. Okay, they're just normal people. So if you as a normal person would say, I wouldn't do those things to embarrass my family, to you know, potentially put myself in harm's way or potentially do something that is just absolutely ridiculous. And even if they cracked your head open when you died and found out you had CTE, guess what? If you were a hoi polloi regular person, nobody would give a flying fornication that you had CTE. They wouldn't care. If you were a normal person, they would be like, that guy's a psychopath. That guy's crazy. That guy did some crazy stuff. But for some reason, when these people are thrown into the spotlight and, and they're millionaire athletes, we all of a sudden have to go to bat for them like we even know them personally. It drives me crazy. The fact that people are willing to hang their hats and defend someone who, one, doesn't know you from a hole in the wall, and two, 
doesn't wouldn't even care about you if they did because they're on a whole nother level when it comes to like financial stability and success. They just are. And you, the people out here listening to me, which I'm sure is very few of you because who would at this point, right? You would know you're the hoi polloi. You're the average citizen. Your life is minuscule compared to millionaire athletes. So why are you cutting them a pass? Because they certainly don't cut you a pass. They certainly don't care about you at all. That's what I just want everyone to go. Okay, sports used to be about rooting for the logo. Okay, and long ago, okay, when sports was at its peak, people cared about the logo. Now, nobody gives two flying freaks about the logo of any sport. They just care about superstar athletes. And we curtail to them like they're some kind of God figure. It drives me nuts. I can't stand the people on Twitter. I can't stand the people in the media, especially when it comes to NBA media. Boy, listen to any of those idiots talk, and they are on all fours praising LeBron James and everything he possibly does or says. We used to not care about athletes. We used to love individual accomplishments. We used to love watching them play. But ultimately, we liked rooting for the team more than we liked rooting for the individual. And somehow that has just gone so far off the deep end. And and here's a perfect example, and this is going to bring me right into my next segment. It's like I wrote this stuff down or something. But this brings me back to the media frenzy that happened when... Derek Jeter was not elected as a unanimous vote to the Hall of Fame. If you didn't know, now you know that Derek Jeter was one vote away from being named a unanimous vote for the M, uh, for the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Okay, so one guy decided to leave him off his 10-people ballot for being in the Hall of Fame. And everyone had an absolute panic attack, especially in New York. They, you would have thought that like a mass genocide had occurred by the way people were up in arms. All sorts of people in the media were enraged. People were saying that the guy who left him off the ballot shouldn't be allowed to vote in any more Hall of Fames anymore because, you know, hashtag cancel culture. If you don't agree with me and what I say, you should be canceled and not allowed to vote again. That's the life we're living, ladies and gentlemen. That is literally the life we are living currently. People got so bent out of shape that Derek freaking Jeter didn't get into the Hall of Fame unanimously, okay? He's going to the Hall of Fame, okay? He's in the Hall of Fame. Literally got voted in yesterday or two days ago, whatever the hell it was. He got voted in. He's in the Hall of Fame. People are mad that he wasn't a unanimous Hall of Fame vote. And there's only one ever unanimous Hall of Fame vote for Major League Baseball, and it's a relief pitcher of all people, a closer. So they... Don't even get it, get it right at all. The The fallacy of the Baseball Hall of Fame and the hypocrisy of the writers, the Baseball Association writers who vote for the Hall of Fame is absolutely ridiculous. And it's not even a Hall of Fame. It's just a Hall of, of, of people that are, are okay. They're good. I'm not discrediting Derek Jeter, but people are acting like Derek Jeter is one of the best players all time. He's not even in the top 50 all time. You Okay, let me just... Just just lay it out here. Here's some names for you that are not unanimous Hall of Fame ballot people. Okay? Ted Williams, not unanimous. Ted Williams is a thousand times better than Derek Jeter. A thousand times better. Derek Jeter, who are not Derek Jeter, Jesus. Joe DiMaggio, who played for the Yankees, okay? 
had a career way better batting average, was a way better athlete and a way better player of the game of baseball, lost three years to going to fight World War II, came back and still had a pretty good pretty good season, uh, year um, career in baseball, and he wasn't even a unanimous vote into the Hall of Fame. So these people wet their pants about not having Derek Jeter, a unanimous vote by one guy, not acting like he you know, isn't in the Hall of Fame. He is in the Hall of Fame. He just isn't a unanimous vote in the Hall of Fame. And there's only one guy who ever did it, and he wasn't even deserving of it. It was probably just a weak class. And so they all voted for it. But the fact remains the same, that that, that, that is even an argument. And the fact that you have to go out and die on a cross for a guy like Derek Jeter. A guy like Derek Jeter, who's married to a 29-year-old supermodel, who makes millions and millions and millions of dollars, who is the face of baseball for uh, probably over two decades, yet you have to go die on a cross for a guy who can literally give two flying fornications about you, your family, or what you actually care about. The dude's in the Hall of Fame. You think he cares if he's a unanimous vote or not? He's in the Hall of Fame. I guarantee you, and you can look it up. They asked him, and he said, I'm just happy to be in the Hall of Fame. Now I'm going to go home and slam my supermodel wife. Bye. Like, that's what he does. Do you understand? You people get so upset because everyone in today's day and age loves to get upset for absolutely no other reason but that because you want to get upset. That's it. That is exactly. And, and, and the crazy part is when you actually bring up the names of people that weren't unanimous Hall of Fame vote, like votees that didn't get a unanimous decision, Ted Williams, Willie Mays, Joe DiMaggio, like you're talking about people like that that are like the faces and the names of baseball that didn't get a unanimous vote and then you complain about Derek Jeter? Get out of here. You people need to find a hobby. You people need to figure out what you're doing with your life and, and invest your time away from the social media realm and, and get off the absolute just negative source that is Twitter all the time. But then here's the other thing, too, that drives me nuts, okay? The Baseball Hall of Fame has some of the best players, the best players ever, to play the game. Standing outside the Hall of Fame because of morality issues, they don't want them in. I.e. Barry Bonds, right? Clemens. Guys that were quote-unquote steroid users but never found out to be steroid users. Okay, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that Barry Bonds used steroids. Okay? I, 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 don't, I don't care about whatever the, the hoi polloi say about it, right, whatever. In, in, in the Baseball Writers Committee, the, the Baseball Association Writers Committee, and the Hall of Fame guys, they're all blowing smoke because they don't want, him, don't want anybody who had been a, a cheater in the Hall of Fame, right? Fine, fine and well, whatever. That's your prerogative. But the fact that Bonds isn't in, because here's the real facts, okay? People want to label him a cheater which I 100% agree he probably did steroids. But the fact is he never flunked a test for steroids. He had never peed and been popped for steroids, okay? And then people want to make like, oh, if you pop in the Olympics, right? If you're a cheater in the Olympics, they strip you of your medals, they strip you of your titles, they strip you of everything, right? You don't have the records anymore. Well, that comparison in the Olympics is you have to pee in the Olympics to be popped for cheating. You have to test positive for steroids or performance-enhancing drugs to then be struck down of all records associated to your name. That never happened to Bonds. There were, there were reports, 
There were other things that came out that said he was definitely using, but there was never concrete evidence of him being claimed guilty. Therefore, in America, because we live in America, right? It's innocent until proven guilty. The fact that you can even keep him out based on the evidence that you have is horse manure. Now, I'm not saying he never used steroids. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think he did. But based on the evidence that you have, you have the all-time home run leader and a guy sitting outside the Hall of Fame who probably should be in the Hall of Fame based on the rules that you have put in that you believe he was a steroid user, but there was never proof that he was. But here's the thing, and here's the hypocrisy of it all, which wraps it back into my argument. In 1994, when baseball shut down, there was a strike, okay? Baseball came back, and the numbers were down. So a lot of things were down. But the thing that saved baseball was the home run. And the home run started increasing in the late 90s. And the reason that was, was because a lot of these steroid users, the Bonds, the Maguires, the Sammy Sosas, these guys were hitting the crap out of the ball, and that made baseball exciting. And the same writers in the Baseball Association who refused to vote those guys in the Hall of Fame because of steroids, turned the other way, turned the other cheek, had a blind eye to the fact that they were using steroids because at the time and place in the late 90s, it was benefiting baseball for these guys to use steroids. It brought the ratings back out of the dumpster because people wanted to watch the home run ball. And these writers, knowing blatantly well that all these guys were using refused to write about it, refused to talk about it, refused to take the moral high ground because it was better for the sport of baseball at the time. But now, everybody's virtue signaling that cheating is wrong, especially after this Houston Astros thing, which we will talk about, I promise, once the dust settles and everything comes back to light. But these guys want to talk about taking the moral high road and saying these guys never deserve to be in because they cheated. Yet when it was blatantly obvious that they were cheating, Back in the late 90s, you said nothing because it benefited the sport at the time. So you can't do that. You can't You can't be that way. You can't be blind-eye hypocritical to helping the sport now and then not putting these guys in when it matters because you now want to take a moral high ground. If you were morally upset they were cheating, you should have been morally upset when they were doing it at the start and not when it was benefiting you to turn a blind eye and to shut up about it. That's why what pisses me off, and that's why baseball, the, the Hall of Fame in baseball is a joke. It really is a joke. Just go ahead and type in. All you got to do is go into Google and type in the, the leaders in batting average, the leaders in home runs, the leaders in all sorts of things aren't even in the Hall of Fame because of, of one thing or another. They just aren't. And and I'd understand there's some circumstances, like Sulis Chulis Joe Jackson, he's not in because of the, the whole – uh, Black Sox, um, you know, scandal that happened in 1919, things like that. Understandably, right? You broke the rules of baseball. It, it is what it is. But the guys who were steroid users and performance-enhancing drug users that weren't caught or were basically allowed to do so to save baseball, but then now they're told no. Right? I mean, that's that is just is just idiotic and stupid. And that's why the baseball fame and baseball in general, to me has been dying because these guys 
get so caught up with their morality. And I understand when it comes to the cheating, especially the blatant electronic cheating that is the Astro scandal, right? That stuff is crazy. But the fact remains that they had no problem with the guys hitting the snot out of the ball in the late 90s. And now they want to get up all on their moral high ground and tell you everyone is that they're never being in the Hall of Fame because they cheated. I'm just telling you, do some research, and you'll find out the hypocrisy of baseball goes far and beyond what the class is. But really, the fact remains that everyone was wetting their pants that Derek Jeter was not a unanimous Hall of Fame inductee, yet there are guys out there on the list that were not unanimous. Like I said, there's only one guy who was ever unanimous, and he was a relief pitcher. Okay, there are great, great, great players in baseball. Like I said, Jeter isn't even in the top 50 all time. He might be in the top 25 position players, but he's not in the top 50 of all players of baseball. He certainly is not. Great player, though. Great guy, but he's not that good. And I don't think he deserved to be a unanimous vote. He got in, though, so whatever. It doesn't matter. He doesn't care. No one cares except the hoi polloi on Twitter and everyone out there in New York who wet their pants that Jeter, their guy, didn't make it as a unanimous figure. Anyway, moving on to the next topic. And it is about the Eli Manning retirement. So this this has been a lot a big week for news, everyone. Uh, Eli Manning has decided to hang it up after his illustrious career in the NFL, and the debate is now on. The debate is on. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Fame quarterback? The answer to that is a simple yes. It is 100% a yes. If you don't agree with me, it's 100% your right to disagree with me, but uh, these are the things that are alone going to put him in the Hall of Fame. And you can say to me that I'm wrong and that this is, won't happen, but I can guarantee you this is why it will. This is why he will. He won two Super Bowls, two Super Bowls, okay? Two Super Bowls where he beat one, an undefeated Patriots team at the time, and as a complete underdog, limping into the playoffs, went on an amazing playoff run, beat them in the Super Bowl, won Super Bowl MVP. Then he does it again. Okay, his two Super Bowl wins, I think, carry more weight. And I understand that's a that's a stupid term that everyone wants to throw out there. They carry more weight, yada, yada. They do. He beat a Patriots team at the peak of their dynasty when literally no team, including themselves, earlier in that year, by the way, the Giants lost to the Patriots earlier that year in the regular season. They beat them, everybody, including them, in that season. And yet, the under the plucky underdog Eli Manning comes back and literally puts the team on his back. Should have been sacked. Throws an amazing throw. Somehow David Tyree catches it, and then we all know the rest. But that alone, those two Super Wins alone, carry more weight because it was beating the dynasty at the peak of their powers, and nobody else was able to do that, including the entire NFL in that season. The other thing is, being a Manning will help him get in to the Hall of Fame. Archie Manning is in. Peyton Manning is in. Being a Manning and winning two Super Bowls will probably be enough for them to be like, his dad's in, his brother's in, he's going to go in. You can debate me on all the rest of it. The fact that 
you know, he is one a uh, buck 17, a buck 17, uh 500 quarterback, yada yada yada. He's had a mediocre seasons. His lifetime uh passer rating is like 93.6 or something. Like not very good, pretty mediocre. That is all well and good, but he played 16 years in this league. He started, he had the record for most consecutive starts. He also won two Super Bowls and was Super Bowl MVP, MVP twice. Okay, we look at guys like Namath who are in. We look at guys like Greasy who are in. Okay, these guys aren't even at the level of what Eli Manning is compared to, like, you know, at the time. I understand that was based on the talent they had around them at the time. When you compare them to that, all you need to know is that Eli Manning beat a Patriots dynasty team twice. He was Super Bowl MVP twice. And he will be in the Hall of Fame. Now, you can morally tell me I don't think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I could I could argue with that and say maybe you're right. Maybe he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But what I'm saying is deserve and be are two separate things. He will be in the Hall of Fame. You may sit there and say I don't think he deserves it, but I can tell you he will be in the Hall of Fame. That's just the way it is going to be. Being a Manning being a two-time Super Bowl champion will help him. Now, I agree. I think being in New York will, might help him a little bit, but I think it ultimately hurt him a little bit um, for his career-wise. People in New York, okay, are a finicky bunch. They wanted to run Eli Manning out of town pretty early. If you could tell anyone, hey, you know, like say this draft, for instance, you go to Cincinnati and you say, hey, Joe Burrows is going to start for you guys for 16 years. He's going to win you two Super Bowls. And he's going to be Super Bowl MVP twice. Do you think Cincinnati is, is mortgaging everything to get that guy if they knew that he was going to play 16 seasons in the for their franchise, go out, retire with the franchise, and win them two Super Bowls? Hell yeah, they're signing up for that. Pretty much any other franchise in the in the world would sign up for that. But for some reason, New York, you know, they're so wishy-washy on Eli Manning. I get it. He was a dry personality, which is anti-New York. He was not in the limelight. He wasn't out partying. He was a family guy. That's anti-New York. He was a bad media quote. He only said everything that was like remotely good for the team, right? Oh, I got to play better. Oh, my offensive line is great. I just got to learn to get rid of the ball faster, right? Never threw anybody under the bus. Never had a weird shaky moment in his career. These are all things that are anti-New York. Look at the people that have played in New York and look at the people that they want to be in the limelight. Like Odell Beckham Jr., right? Gave him a hot quote all the time, right? Partying all the time. Out in the nightlife all the time, right? These are guys... Right, the Patrick Ewings, the Daryl Strawberries. These are guys that attract the media because they do crazy things and they're always out. They always give the best quote. They always, you know, or keep the media interested. And the media in New York is just a little feeding friends. They want more. They want more. And here's a guy who never did any of those things, except he did 16 years in the NFL, one year, one year uh, franchise, two Super Bowls. If you were to tell any other franchise in the NFL, hey. If you draft X guy, he's going to play 16 years and he's going to win you two Super Bowls and he's going to be Super Bowl MVP twice. Any other franchise in the league is going to want that quarterback. They just are. But for some reason, New York has just always been wishy-washy. And it's just because of those things I said. Eli Manning was boring. And he came off as dumb and, and, and not 
and, and not really interested or interesting. But you know what? He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Whether you people like it or not, Eli Manning will be in the Hall of Fame. He just is going to be. Those Super Bowls, I guarantee you that you personally may not think they have they hold more weight, but the people voting for the Hall of Fame ballot will tell you those Super Bowls hold more weight. They just do. When it comes to voting, he'll be in. Anyway, guys, uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Please remember to share the podcast. Friends, families, cousins, dogs, uncles, aunts, cats, whoever. Uh, again, please follow me on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at the rant with Eli. You can email me the rant Eli at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, the rant at the rant Eli. Uh, please let me know what you guys think. Let me know uh, what you guys want to hear. Of course, we'll be covering uh, Super Bowl stuff as it continues. I'm sure this AB news will continue to cipher through. Uh, all the good news, all the good stuff we'll continue to talk about. The Super Bowl stuff, I'm sure, is in the limelight. We'll be um, hearing about all the different matchups. I'll be giving you guys my picks for all that coming up uh, this week. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, guys, and I'll see you when I see you.